Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Noroi the Curse. Noroi the Curse is a 2005 Japanese horror film directed and co-written by Koji Shiriashi. It follows Masafumi Kobayashi, a paranormal researcher investigating a series of mysterious events for a documentary, who soon finds that these seemingly unrelated incidents all tie back to the legend of an ancient demon called the Kagutaba. Sean Carney, I want to address you straight away. Good. Two reasons. Mm. Yes. One, you sent Tom and I a message today that was (laughs) interesting. Disrespectful. Disrespectful message. I'm going to lay that down as a little tease for the audience. I'm going to lay that there. We'll come back to it. We'll address it later. But I wanted to drop that in early. But the other thing I wanted to address is, fuck you. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I, look, I expect I expect this sort of shit from my girlfriend, who I love very much, mm-hmm. but who will make me yep. watch stuff like this. I expect it from mm-hmm. her. Did I expect it from my very good friend and fellow scaredy boy, Sean Carney? No, mm-hmm. I did not. No. No, I did not. No. I'm, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. You fucking asshole. <laughs> it's the ones you love that hurt you the most, okay? It's true. It's true. It's true. And as this is the year of fear, we have dedicated ourselves to picking some movies that um, we're genuinely afraid to watch. Yeah. My fuck you comes with an asterisk of, I respect you, though. I respect you for respecting the year of fear. Yeah, Thank I, you. I, I could have taken there were a lot of, lots of safe options. Yep. Um, yeah. Horror comedies. I could have easily just told you guys, hey, I'm afraid to watch this one. I'm afraid to watch yep. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Because um, I fear for the Shaun guy. I fear he's in harm's way. He's got my name. It's you. I'm afraid of this particular variation of spelling of the name Shaun. So, boys, we yep. need to watch this movie. <laughs> but um, this one came on my radar. I think um, we all follow like a lot of horror industry people, I think, on Twitter. And a few of horror authors hmm. started tweeting about this. It must have like just been released on Shudder or something like that. Yeah. It was a bit of the talk of the town for a couple of days. And, yeah, one... In particular, there's this writer from the UK, Gemma Amore, whose stuff I really like. And mm. she, I, I wish I could find the tweet. I can't remember exactly what she said, but what she said frightened me. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, no, that is a movie I I 
want to put on the ban list with Midsummer and Hereditary. Yeah. And when you do that, you know it's probably good for Year of Fear. Yeah. And one of the top reviews for this on Letterboxd, which I looked for today, it's not top anymore, I couldn't actually find it, mm. but it described it as having like smothering fear throughout the it's movie. It's the second top review. Is it the second and top? And it says okay. uh, pure smothering dread. Smothering is dread is, is mm. it makes me think of The Wailing, which we watched last year. Yes. Um, yeah. And I just, I, I hate that. The idea of that I hate. But- what I will also say is, Year of Fear, boys, when's it going to get scary? Oh, <laughs> fuck. oh you absolute... Oh, look, at the, look at the confidence on this man. What am I going to do? Do I need to light a candle and do a seance? Like, what's going on? Let's go, let's go. Start the Year of Fear. I don't know who you are Sean. anymore, Sean. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you can do this podcast anymore. It's called yeah. Scaredy Boys, not no, Big Fucking I'm, Rude Boys. I'm still a coward. I'm still a coward. To the point, like yesterday, in the lead up to having to watch it, a part of my brain was thinking, is there a way? It, would it be funny as like a bit if I come into the episode and just haven't watched it? Because <laughs> I'm too scared to watch it. I almost didn't, I didn't want to watch it. I was that too scared. That would have actually been pretty funny. I might have. I might uh, have I'll have save that. that. That's up my sleeve for something else. <laughs> uh, no, it didn't get me. It did not get me. Um, I, I don't know what it is about it because it's found footage is, mm. we've talked about, it's claustrophobic and I, I hate that. I really do. I'm, I'm scared of that. If anytime someone recommends a found footage thing, I, I remember that I'm a scaredy boy. Yeah. But this, I, I don't know why. And I, I certainly respect the craft of the film because I really like the structure of it and the way that they've chosen to do it. Yeah. But there was just a barrier. And a part of it, I think, is a, an emotional connection. I didn't really get behind Kobayashi. Oh, okay. Right. No, I loved him. He was great. Like, I didn't feel any real connection or stress or fear for him of what was going to happen. This is one of those movies that felt very inevitable. It felt like mm. <laughs> it's in the title, The Curse. It's just like, well, this feels like The Woman in Black where it's like, do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> You're not going to get out of this situation. See, I, I think the woman in black's an interesting comparison because I agree, but like that famously scared the shit out of us. Yeah, and I think Daniel Radcliffe's character is one that I I also didn't feel connected to. I agree completely. So I don't, yeah. actually don't understand. Right, I'm trying to figure out your brain here. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think I have maybe a possible reason, Sean. Please. Is that this movie is. It is a cloying dread. The the documentary style lends it this horrific layer of authenticity. Um, like, fun fact, the actress in it is just going by her actual name, and she is a big actress in Japan who's been in a number of films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I looked her up because I was like, I recognize you, and I'm like, oh, because you're you're just playing yourself. Because you're you. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Real parky in Ghostwatch yeah, sort of shit. Yeah. See, if I recognized her, if I had more of an understanding of Japanese films and that sort of thing, that would have been a bigger sell, I think. That yeah. would have um, added to the authenticity and like the fucked mm. up nature of it. Not that it isn't fucked up. No. I-, I actually think that for this this sort of style, they didn't really attempt jump scares. No, that's what I was going to say. Which I, th- I think is a bit of a missed opportunity. I know that we mostly mm. find them cheap, but I think this would have benefited from the release yeah. and then the build up again, whereas it's basically just two hours of, of, of smothering dread. I, I think... There isn't a lot of jump scares, but I think I think it works because mm. are there any? There's like two in my book, I think, really. I would say that characters quite rudely open the door really aggressively. Yeah. Whenever he's knocking on doors, yep. that that's probably the closest it comes to jump scares. Yeah, Everything yeah, else yeah, is yeah. just fucked imagery. Well, yeah. I think it uses doors really interesting actually cuz I read this um ah, oh, damn it. It was a tweet from a horror director, I think, or a horror writer. I'm blanking now. But yep. it was this great thing of how they're basically talking one of the scariest things you can have is just a closed door. 
because obviously you don't know what's behind it and then you're also afraid of it opening. So like both sides of your imagination and also the possibility of it being opened work to to scare you. And so I think it actually uses that, that idea quite well. Every time he went up to a door and knocked on it or someone else did, I found that that smothering dread become a little bit more smothering. Like I was re- I was almost a bit like, oh, here it is. Here's we- here we go. Here we go. Like this is going to be. And there would be like, yeah, like you said, that aggressive opening, especially the um the woman who keeps saying is rude and don't talk to me rudely like that and everything. Mm. She was like, she was so intense that it kind of did give you a little startle. Yeah. But then, yeah, then it would sort of, okay, I think I'm okay. We're all right. But then that almost was worse where it's obviously, yeah, like you said, if you had that release, Okay, cool. We can start again, but it's not. It was like, oh, I thought I was going to get it, and then nope. Yep, we're going to hold off a little bit longer. I love that idea of the closed door. Mm. Like it immediately just makes me think of the red room and haunting of Hill House. Right, exactly. Great example. But there is there's just that inherent fear to like what's behind it. It is. It's the unknown. Yeah, really. Yeah, and a lot of this movie. That's what. That's where the fear is generated from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of throws so many things at you. And you've got like, you know, that, that Japanese TV show where the kids are all psychics and everything. Like it's throwing so many crazy things yeah, at you and you're just kind of like, what is behind the door? Like what what's going on here? Yeah. It's fine. I think that's I think that's the thing that I love the most is it's again, that level of authenticity, a bit like Lake Mungo. Mm. Like that thing of like this just feels like if I didn't know better, I could be watching a real variety show documentary about this filmmaker who did these things everyone acts quite authentic and at no point does it feel ridiculous or over Mm. the top it's all very like quiet and understated and even like nothing really big there's a lot of little spooky things but nothing really full-on happens until like the last 15 minutes yes it's all like weird little things like the guy just getting a pigeon and bringing it inside and you're like that's that's really weird or or just all the weird shapes and things that that weird drawing that everyone yes. keeps doing yeah. just they just breadcrumb you with so many spooky things that it's just like layer upon layer and mm. I, and I think that's that for me that was enough because I was like don't don't show me any don't show me what causes this yeah. I don't know what I don't want to know what's what's made all this and I know it's going to be terrifying and of course then you finally get sort of the two smash cuts towards the very end of the only really horrific image, which is of the demon itself in the woods. Yeah. And they scare you once with it when you see it the first time and it's awful. And then you get scared again because they show it to you a second time, but it's like a quick flash Mm. and it's just the noise that it's... It's also just the sounds as well. Like the noises that people make are bad. Yeah. Uh, It's just... Sean, I'm honestly... I'm at a loss as to how this didn't ruin your day. <laughs> <laughs> like to the point where I, I finished this quite late. I finished it. It was about 11.30 when I finished. Mm. And I went, right, straight from the movie into bed, minutes later, asleep. Okay. Well, look, we had we had a good run. Uh, looks like Tom and I will be picking up from here. Yeah. <laughs> we thank you for joining us, Sean. Thanks. I'm just going to turn uh, my microphone off. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, look, Sean, I, I think there's only one way to test this, and uh, you've got to watch the Mary Astor, I think. That's the. Oh, no. There's no need to jump to conclusions, mate. <laughs> We're allowed to test this in the field with another scary movie that isn't fucking banned from the show. <laughs> Come on. Well, no, we wouldn't be watching it for the show. You'd just be watching it um, in isolation. Maybe we'll put you up in like a lighthouse by the sea just on your own. <laughs> That's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> Threaten me with the time of my life, Thomas. 
This boy was born to be a lighthouse keeper. <laughs> Can I ask you guys then, as it's the year of fear, just like say out of five, mm. what would you rate it in the fear factor? Because for me, I'd probably go like a two. Oh, no, I wouldn't go as low as two. Nah, I'd go, I'm, I'm sitting on about a four to a five. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe a four because it, it, I didn't get a real full body scare, but mm. the imagery has stuck with me for a while. Yes. I'm, yeah, I was thinking 3.5 to four. I think I've tipped up to four because that, that longevity of it sticking with you. Like I actually popped that in my letterbox review. I sort of watched it and I kind of like, ah, oh, that's going to stay with me for a little bit, that one. Yeah. And then like that night went to bed and it's not like, it's not like I went to bed, thought about it and was like, fuck, I'm going to have nightmares. It was like I went to bed and I thought about it and I just kind of felt a little sad maybe. I don't even really know. Like I just thought, yep, there it is. I knew it would be waiting for me. Hi, how are you going? Sort of thing. Like, yeah, yeah I, th- I think it did do a number on me and I think a lot of it was the the structure and the, the use of... I, I honestly really loved this movie. Actually, I'm going to say that. Yeah. Right. I think it, it came across to me as low budget. I don't didn't actually look up what the, what the budget was, but you guys know I'm a I'm I love a low budget movie that pulls off what it's trying to attempting to do. I think it it's I always find it impressive. I find it inspirational even. And this one kind of had that tone to me where it was like you know it it used its found footage to be like cool. We can have some shit video like you know and i i actually found those like the shit camera work and the, the the lower quality of some of the video kind of like charming i guess in its own way where it was like these clunky close-ups and this you know like you kind of got the sense that these guys were doing it for the passion of it yeah in a way that i that i didn't feel with say uh I'm trying to think of another found footage one um oh i always forget the name the bigfoot one. Oh yeah 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 willow creek yeah, that's it. that's it, Willow Creek. So, like, for Willow Creek, I for some, I didn't find that. I don't know if it was the characters or what, but for this, it worked for me. But then also the intercutting between other TV programs. Like, it's sort of like a... I'm not, I'm not super over Jay Cinema. Like, this is obviously our first Jay Horror that we've watched. But, you know, even for little old me, I'm aware that sort of Japan has sort of some crazy game shows where it's sort of, you know, lots of flashy stuff on screen, kind of putting its contestants through some pretty crazy shit. So having like the both the the psychic kids game show, for lack of a better word, yep. as well as that that actress of going, hey, we've got these two guys. We're going to take this actress out to this shrine and maybe it's like it's going to go wrong she's a she maybe she's got some sort of psychic tendencies i fucking love that shit i just like i love the vignette nature of it while all still leading to a, a complete final story but it also just like it kept the pace going like it's not a short film necessarily and so those sort of breaks really kept me engaged and like interested and so because of all those sorts of things that's why i think it stuck with me because i actually really enjoyed it and i was sort of drawn into it and then when those last 15 minutes came yeah i was spooked i was fucking spooked i'm cursed now <laughs> that's well i mean that's that's the thing is it's it's that the grainy footage of it all because it's set in 04, 03. The, yeah. the, the little details like switching between those segments from other shows and you're like, how is this connected to this? And then just the way everything just slowly, slowly, slowly just like it, it, the, at the first 20 minutes, everything's sort of right out miles away from one another. Yeah, and then yeah. As you just get closer and closer, everything starts to circle. And they do this really great thing that I really like is that they scare the shit out of you through repetition. Mm. Like they'll show you one thing and then they'll show it to you again, but it's worse. And then they'll show it to you again, but it's worse. And the best example is um, when he goes to the, the town, the village that they built after they put the dam in, when they mm-hmm. relocated everybody. And that person talks about how they all have sickles on their doors and they all have dogs. Yeah. 
Um, and they're all, you know, they all believe in, they, they're still a bit spiritual like that. And he goes there the first time and no one wants to fucking speak to him. And then he has that really weird conversation with that woman just gets up and walks out of the room halfway through, which is awful. Right. Yeah, yeah. But then he, when he comes back at the end and they're driving back through the village and all of the dogs are gone and there is no one around and there are no sickles on any doors and you're like, mm. something awful has happened here. We, have, we You don't need to show me. And you, you kind of see the aftermath of it with some of the dead dogs and a few bits and pieces in the woods. But yeah. you don't need to show us what happened because you've given us that information and then you just show it to us again. Or like the constant the linking of those cords and drawings and hooks and over and over again. Mm. Then when you see that wall and it's covered in- Right, there's so like, many. I don't want to see this yeah, shit. Yeah, there are years and years. Like, if those other people were a little bit cursed, this fucker's real cursed. Yeah. They're like maximum cursed out here. <laughs> yeah, and just, just the fact that the body count just slowly rises and it's and it's not even people who are like directly doing anything. Like, I think that's I think that's no. the I think that's the thing that for and me- And it's often off camera. Yeah. Which I thought, which, which worked- I like also just like, and then we just get a title card saying, and yeah, and then they died a week later. This is the last interview with this person. It's like, fuck. Yeah, like the gut <laughs> went out of me a bit when that happened because I just kept thinking, fuck, like, I don't know, like the, emo- the almost like the lack of emotion in that was somehow more shocking than if we had seen it play out. I don't know why. Well, it's because like, Every time you meet someone, you're like, ah, oh, they're fucked. Right, right. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a really mean movie. Yeah, it is. A bit. It's really mean. Yeah. Although the actress who goes through that awful ordeal survives. She comes out yeah. and she's fine. Well, fine. Well, yeah, yeah. she's troubled, but she's not. I was fully expecting her to like die or something when they go back and they do this, the ritual on the lake. Mm. Like that was bad. But yeah. like she comes out of it probably the best. Oh, for sure. And I wonder if it's because she is a real person. And so fans would have been like, well, yeah. no, no, no. Don't you be hurting her. <laughs> no, they should have fucked her up. <laughs> they should have just thrown everybody through the loop, honestly. Um, my, I've, I've ventured into my egg during this <gasps> okay. conversation. Oh, no. Because, Damo, when you said J-horror... It just reminded me of years ago, a friend of mine telling me about a Japanese horror oh, movie no, that Sean. he said was the most fucked up thing he'd ever seen. Keep it in the egg, buddy. What are you I'll, doing? I've released it What's now. it called? Uh, from memory, it's called like House or Houseu or something oh, like house. that. Oh, House. Have you, have you seen that? He solves, he solves medical <laughs> mysteries. <laughs> a cranky doctor. <laughs> yeah. No, no. This is, this is a movie from 1977. Okay. Uh, this is the poster, boys. Oh, that's a cool okay. poster. It is a it is a classic of the of the genre. Um, it's goofy and spooky. Goofy, apparently. okay. Because it's seventy seven, but it's Maybe um it wasn't that then. It's quite. He was like haunted for his entire life by this movie. Shit. So, friend of the show and nemesis of the show, Joel <laughs> Boucher, has given it a four point five. Christ. Uh, other friend and nemesis of the show, Tom Walker, has given it five. Okay. Friend and nemesis, Alexi Toliopoulos, has given it four. Uh, Scary sensei, yeah. So it's it's a popular film. I've never seen it, but I've heard a lot of people talk about it. It's a classic. It's like a, a haunted classic haunted house story, but a Japanese take on it. Okay. Uh, it is also 88 minutes short. Oh, now we're talking. I will just say with this film, so this was two hours. Hmm. I, I think it was too long. And I know that, Damo, you were saying you really liked the length of it. You thought it really flowed really well and everything. Yeah. But for me, when I watch like a found footage style movie, they've got a real time limit for me i think and i think it's about 90 minutes i think if you go over that um i'm starting to switch off i actually agree so yeah i liked those intercuts and sort of the the multiple stories sort of coming together but i think the back end was slightly too long i think the front end was great Mm. and the back end i don't know i kind of i'm trying to remember what kind of scene there was i can't picture what scene i would cut 
But I did. I even made a note. Tad too long, but yep. like a good mystery all up. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think there's a few times where they they show you sort of bad things happening, and at that point you're like, oh no, bad bad things are happening. Mm. Like I think I think there's probably one scene too many before they convince um, Tinfoil Man. Yeah, to come we, with them. we went to his house a lot. He is so good, though. Oh yes, yeah, so yeah. good. He's good, but there's probably at least one scene too many of yeah. him just going crazy. I'm like, I get it. He's an unhinged <laughs> yeah, weapon yeah. of a man. Yeah. That that scene, like you get rid of one of those, knowing that he does that, but only in the presence of something truly awful. Mm. When he's calm, they do the ritual, and then he loses his mind and runs off into the woods. And ah, oh, Kobe, my big man, buddy, what are you do? Why are you going after him? <laughs> Why are you going after him alone? Crazy. Oh. You know what I love about Kobayashi is that he looks like a dorky dad. Oh. I think they've cast and dressed him beautifully the like the sweater vest i'm like i've never seen a paranormal investigator in a sweater vest and i love it i thought it was great well he lets he, <laughs> he adds a like a level of authenticity to it because he just seems like he is actually an egg like an expert he's not like an edge lord in a leather yeah jacket. but he's like, like, I like he's it. a bit of an egghead expert like he's just a bit of a fucking yeah. nerd like i think it's great that's it egghead nerd because what i love is like when he's knocking on doors, and particularly that mm. woman who's really aggressive, his reaction after that is just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that was uncalled. What am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> like he seems, he seems like he's really shit at asking questions. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just got no confidence at the door. Like, what do you want? And he's like, um, um I'm, in, I'm, doing, I'm investigating. Um, he's just all stuttery and yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe I do like him. I liked him. I thought he was a great show. I don't think I think I think I agree with you in that we don't get a lot about him personally. Yep. I like that we sort of see a few save the cat moments where he like even bringing the boy home yeah. to his house, same as as the as the um the celebrity girl bringing her home once she was a bit rattled and everything. I kind of like that. That tells me you know enough about him to go okay. He's just yeah, he is that dorky dad. He's looking out for people. That comes very late though, so I probably want more of that stuff threaded throughout. The yeah, story, that's fair. Yeah. Look, that's pretty fair. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's um this is so so weird, and I don't know if you'll agree with me, but he reminds me of like. So let's just let's just hypothesize that this was a real TV show right now, and this mm. was a par- big, lovable paranormal investigator solving spooky mysteries, and his name was Guillermo del Toro. Why does that feel like yes. that's yes. exactly who he is? Kobayashi, the is human just, Totoro. Yes, please. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's just Japanese del Toro, and also not a real man. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right. I love that a lot. Right. All right, boys. I'll, we have we've already answered this, and in fact, my little teaser about Sean's message was just that he wasn't scared. So we've answered that too. <laughs> um, so instead of asking where we scared, I'm going to say for for you, Sean, in particular, what was what did scare you in this film? All right, I can tell you exactly. There's a the moment the moment in this that unnerves me the most mm. is probably not one that you would expect. You would expect things way down the track. Mine's very early, and it is the first time that he knocks on that woman's door. Yeah. And she rips the door open, and there is something about her that, like, there's just a wrongness to her yes. immediately. Yep, yep. That just, I felt so uncomfortable. So, yep. I wasn't really scared in this film, but it's a grotty, like, it's a really grotty movie. Mm. And I just felt, like, discomfort and... I felt smothered, basically, yeah, yeah, for yeah. two hours. But that that is probably the height of it, that yeah. first time when we see her. And then any other time in the story when we see her again or reference to her, I'm a bit yeah. like, oh, she's something's really wrong with yeah, her. Yeah, her performance was really good in that, like, obviously, like you said, just believable. There is this unhinged uh, something wrong with her. And it, I think I, I felt the exact same thing. I was like, oh, shit, if this is what we're in for, we're in trouble. When he went back to her house in the village, I felt the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. If anything, I was so, like, because that, that first appearance had rocked me a little bit. And, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing, like, all the lead up to, like, yeah, she's the, she's almost the source of this. She's definitely at the center of it. And then she comes out in the exact same manner and it's just as bad. She's, she's worse then because she actually pushes them away. Yeah. Right. And she's more like she's lost. She's even she looks ranker too. Like she hasn't really bathed or mm. doesn't look up. But what I love is they they then do a clip where he like realizes after the fact who it was, and it's like, how did you not realize a mean <laughs> yeah. dude? Like bad at his job, Tom. He's bad at his job. <laughs> she is. She is in that first moment though, so wrong yeah. that I would I would smash my camera and change jobs immediately. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I would I would walk away from yeah. the endeavor. I'd be like to that other mother and her kid. I'd be like, "You should just move." Yeah, get I'm sorry, I can't help you. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, because she opened the door and that small interaction that goes for like 15 seconds, and then I'm just basically being like, "Never go in that house." Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. want anything to do with this anymore. Yeah, and yeah. like you said, that that's the scene where we see how rattled he is because he is his dog, and you're like, <laughs> you're like. This is your whole job, dude. Like, what are you getting yeah. so rattled for? Yeah. It's funny, too, because it's our first real look at him in his prime doing his job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's just being completely dismissed. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, and then even the tail end of that scene with the boy in the window. Yeah, I don't like that. It's just no good. And, like, the, because, again, it's that, it's that you know, early 2000s grainy footage. And yep. so you see the boy, but you can't quite see the boy. And like part of your brain is like looking for wrongness or imagining wrongness, even if yep. it's not there. It's just, it's filling in those yeah. blanks. And in terms of uh, was I scared sort of thing, mm. and no. Um, a lot of the time, uh, like a song, a movie will have like a rhythm. It'll have like a wavelength. Yep. And I think when I picked up on what this one was, mm. I didn't find there to be many surprises. So I, I think I reached a point really early. Mm. Normally, I, this happens in the back half of a horror for me. But I reached this point really early where I was like, I don't think this is going to get me mm. because I, 
I don't think it can. Even that final that final chase through the woods. Final chase through the woods. By that point, I'm I was like, I've noticed this. There is a part of me that will just switch off. Like, and I think I was just like, I'm not going to let this movie scare me because it it hasn't for me done the groundwork initially. Mm. I didn't get hooked in on the spooks early, so you're going to have a really hard time. Yeah, that final scene's really hard to watch. It's unpleasant. But I wasn't sitting there like, oh, man, I, when I close my eyes later, this is what I'm going to see. It's going to fuck oh, me yeah, up. Oh, yeah, no, I've seen my day. that awful it thing It didn't ruin so my day. It was, just, it was just a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, not fair. Yeah, look, I think it's interesting that you say, like, knowing, sort of being able to get on the wavelength and see what's coming. But to me, it's like knowing what's coming can be more scary than a surprise. Yes. Like, I'm I'm really interested because like yeah that to me it's like it's the dread of knowing it's coming. There's nothing I can do to to stop it other than turning off the movie, which due to the pressure of having this podcast, we're not allowed to do. So like yeah, I find yeah. that really interesting. I, I don't know if I mean I don't think I mean I know what's coming from a story point mm. of view because they can still throw curveballs at me. Like yeah, a lot of this I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. What what am I watching? All right. But I think it's more. Uh, I think I subconsciously even understood the style of what the director was doing and i was like you're not rude in the same way that perhaps an american filmmaker would be throwing jumps in my face and frightening me so you're not going to scare me on that level so i it's just a question of my brain do i get scared by the by like a witch by a yeah yeah and in this instance i just didn't is it also part of you because you've switched into like director mindset that you're even though we always know we're watching a movie, but that mask of, well, this this isn't real is like revealed. And so you're just like watching it from that directorial mindset. And now you're watching this as a movie. Like you're just watching this as sort of analyzing it, I guess, in the way that we try to do to cover our fear, but you're actually doing it now. Yeah, I think you're spot on. And I think this movie specifically would have benefited from not being 100% found footage. Mm. I would have liked some found footage elements mixed in with general film narrative. I think that would have I would have found that scarier personally. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 We're so structured. Yeah. Yeah. We could watch another found footage next week and I could come in here and be like, fuck both of you, fuck this show, fuck horror. I hate this. You've ruined my life. <laughs> like that could very much happen. But on I this look instance, forward to the day, Sean. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> it's always a delight. Don't worry, it's coming. It's always it's a coming. joy doing shows with you, Sean. <laughs> what did I say in that group chat today? I'm invincible, I'll never die. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which, yeah, actually, that should have been the shocking fucking message you sent to us. <laughs> I then did invite you to go spelunking, which you didn't agree to. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, man. Why wouldn't you go live in a no, cave? caves are bad. You know, I don't like caves. Go to the catacombs, <laughs> mate. If this, movie was in, if, <laughs> if this movie was in a cave, <laughs> Jesus Christ. See, so, dams are okay. Caves, bad. Dams, fine. All right. Okay. Like, think about it. The ones that still are in my head are the descent and as above so below. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a coincidence. Tommy boy, we gotta find some more cave We gotta find a cave. Motherfuckers. Well on the scare front, so there was a couple of things for me. One was like which I like it was even in the um the synopsis I read earlier, the sort of the these seemingly unrelated incidents all tied back, which like I you kind of talked about too, that sort of that compression of these stories, which of course we all know they are. Like obviously from a story point of view, like, well, yeah, great. They're going to be connected at some point. But I found, yeah, that sort of compression of all these wild stories. Like I said, I was having so much fun watching these different offshoots of stories and vignettes and all these things. But then once they started to compress towards that central story, and I know we're going to see that woman again, and we're going to see her fucking kid again. And like, that's when I started to, that's- Yeah, well. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, exactly. So that's when that dread really started to like- 
compound on me, that compounding compounded my dread. And then definitely that scene you mentioned, Tom, with the literal fucking army of fetuses crawling mm. over oh. that small girl's body. Like that is such a shocking, great image because like yep. earned in the sense that they'd set up, like they'd already talked about maybe she was stealing fetuses, which is already just like there's a revulsion there. Like it's so taboo on for so many righteous good reasons that you don't, fucking steal aborted fetuses and then to actually show them in that context of moving and trying to like yep. and it's, and it's just a little girl it's not even a full-grown woman that they're sort of clamoring over so that was definitely awful in many different ways and definitely something that stayed with me but also like i was angry at you sean from the moment you chose this movie and showed us the fucking poster yeah posters it's yuck yeah. that mask like masks yeah the face is yeah bad. it was the same as sort of um the Hell House LLC, Tom, which you also chose. So, fuck both of you. Hmm. Uh, like, these creepy masks that, like, even though they're just a mask and you can almost see the, that there's nothing supernatural necessarily just about those. Obviously, it was just part of the ritual for this town in the old days. It doesn't matter to me. I, I find myself so on edge and wanting to look away from the screen whenever this, like, even doing the letterbox review of this movie... I was like, oh, fuck, i got to look at it while I do this review. <laughs> like, I was annoyed. And then, uh, so that was definitely awful. But then that, that sort of final scene with Kobayashi in his house, when the boy, he realizes it's the boy, Tinfoil Man has smashed the boy's face in with a rock, and then he's upstanding again, and that smashing of his face has altered it to look like the mask, to look like Kagutaba. Yeah. That, and it was only, and it's, and it's even that it's like they show it for a quick bit, we go away, we come back, he's just boy again. Like, perfectly crafted, because I was disgusted. I was mm. just like, how, like, that, if this guy, this wasn't a rude director, that was a rude fucking moment. Like, <laughs> I was just, oh, how dare, like, I was just like, damn it, now I've got two images in my head. I've got fucking fetal army and that. <laughs> crammed in my fucking egg i'm not as i'm not as talented as sean carney at cramming things in my egg they're sitting on top (laughs) what's it's it's the thing that like that mask and that face is so scary even the first time you see it when that girl is doing the psychic thing and she does the final test and they're like oh you didn't draw it correctly and you're like yeah does anyone want to stop and think about what the fuck she did draw though Yes. Like, does anyone, no one's like, oh, she drew a wrong thing. And no one was like, oh, she drew the most awful face. Yeah, I don't care. The ju- one of the judges is like, oh, maybe she's just tired. And it's like, no, she's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> that judge should have vomited on themselves <laughs> and like run out of the room. Like, yeah, that is not a pleasant picture. I love that contest. Like, it's one thing to think about, okay, I'm going to draw what I think is in this thing. Mm. It's another thing entirely to generate water from nowhere. Yeah. And like yeah. water with a hair in it. And yeah. It's just like, what is this show? Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> I loved I loved that whole scene. I thought it was really great. And it is that thing we've talked about before where like having this element of kookiness or strangeness, it, uh, to me it elevates the horror because I've like, I've had a moment of having a good time, being curious, interested, all that sort of stuff. And then, yeah, that kookiness dips into horror at the end with the the horrible drawing and the and the hair in the water. And now that good time has soured and spoiled and become rotten. And I'm worse than I was at the start of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, did our characters act wisely or foolishly? No. Dumb. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. And and look, there's lots of dumb things, but there's one that actually really annoys me and it's at the end. Mm. And it's it's that same thing you always find in a found footage. The question of why is the camera still there? Yes, dude. It's him, like, I think his wife's getting attacked at this point. Yep. 
and he's still holding the camera, yeah. but like running in one-handed and being like, hey, hey, get off her. Yeah. And it's like, drop the camera and save it's your wife. It's too long. It's too long. And then he gets knocked down. His wife uh, lights herself on fire. And then he crawls back, grabs the camera, and then crawls forward. Mm. And it's like, there's no, what are you doing? You shouldn't do that. Also, the guy standing there, the crazy guy, and he's got this rock in his hand or whatever it is, and he's got the kid, and it's like, it's obvious he's going to smash this kid. Yeah. And it's like, stop trying to deal with him with your camera. Yeah, put the camera, put the fucking camera down, down. I agree. And you can, you're a big guy. You can maybe overpower this crazy Smash man. Smash him in the face with the camera. One, it would be a great Throw shot. Throw the camera but at also, him. also, yeah. yeah, like I I found my, I've made that same note of like, I don't mind him having it initially. That's his job. This is related. Like I can kind of get enough behind him, but it takes too long. His family is in danger and he's- That's the thing. It's the family. Yeah. Even if he just puts it down. Yes. Yeah, you can excuse yeah. any other moment in the film. Where he's like, oh, well, this is for the film. I've got to capture this. Yep. But as soon as like your family's lives are in danger, mm. put it down. Because like Tom just said, you could put it down and still have like- Still a, get the know, shot. Yeah, and yeah. Get an angle, get the shot. Yeah. But like, yeah, mm. crazy mm. by him. Yeah, to, to the point where it broke my immersion from that like horrific, right. horrific ending right. to the yeah. film. Yeah. I was just kind of like, you're an idiot, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he also makes him like, obviously he's pursuing this and actively seeking stuff out. And that's his job. And so I can't criticize him for that, even though he makes choices that I think are bad because he is putting himself in it. <laughs> yeah. But he also, he makes some just wild choices. Like, so like he has an idea of a house that he thinks this girl is being held at. Mm. He never contacts the police or the girl's family. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah, but and like even when he talks to the crazy guy and what is his thing? Is he like the worms mm, ate The cosmic or worms like or whatever, yeah. The cosmic worms or whatever. And it's like, why aren't you reacting to that information and been like... Like, it just felt to me weird that the police weren't all over this guy. Right. Who was like the last one seen with this girl <laughs> who's missing. Like, and who's clearly... Completely unhinged. Oh yeah, like it's not. There's no yeah. question about. it. He lives it. in a house yeah. full of tinfoil, yeah. and he keeps saying, "I know where she is." Yeah, yeah. He attacks someone on stage in like a recorded like. He's nuts. So like, uh, like great performance. He delivered it. I thought this guy's fucking crazy. Like I was on edge, being like, he could do anything at any point. Just, just to like not even go back to her family and be like, I've been talking to this guy, and he reckons he knows where she is because they're still alive at this point, mm-hmm. aren't they? He doesn't. They don't both die until. Way later, later in the yeah. piece, quite yeah. a bit later. Yeah, yeah. Like there's just there's just so many like little choices. Like when he's like, we're gonna go out and we're gonna do the ritual just together, you and I on a boat, and just brings no one but a crazy man and his cameraman. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then when Tinfoil goes running off into the woods, says to his cameraman, "You get back in the car and mm. like leave, get her out of here." Yeah, I'll that's go after him. that's a choice. Why? Why? What? Yeah. What? No. Yeah. Don't yeah, go yeah. off into the woods by yourself, or at very least, get in. All right, that guy's gone. We're going to look for him together in the car. Yeah. All right, we're going to drive after him in the car. Well, again, call the police. Like at that point, you're like, I would be like, I want. I brought him here. I've got some responsibility to him. However, he's unhinged. He's running away. I my responsibility ends with me calling the cops and saying, "Hey, someone who's mentally unstable, unfortunately, is lost in the woods. You need to get some guys out here." Do they, do they only go out there in one car? So when he tells his cameraman, "Take her, go." What is his plan for? Oh, great! Yes, like, what's his plan for getting car. back? Yeah, like is he like I take her back and then come that. back and get me? That is because that's just crazy as well. Yeah, as soon as the crazy yeah. guy runs off into the forest, he should have just been like, you know what. I tried to help this. I, like, I've done what I can for this guy. Mm. You're right, Damo. Call the cops. Get in the car. Leave. Yeah, crazy. Or at the very least, like go look for him in the car, mm. or like 
Like, yeah. don't get... Okay, put her in the car, get her out of here, but just, like, leave her away. I'm going to talk this guy down. Don't send your only yeah. support yeah, yeah, away. Yeah. This is 04. No one's got fucking smartphones. That is the behavior of a, of a man who... And they didn't do this with his character. But if they mm. had presented him as, like, really keen on, I've got to get this footage. This movie's got yeah. to be great. Then it's like, I'll chase the crazy man because I want the footage for my great yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't they have that. Mistakes, He's yeah. a kind soul, really. Mm, so mm. I guess it's just him being like, I have to go and help this man. Yeah, it's, but it's his kindness. Crazy. And I've got to get her out of here because it's yeah. dangerous for her. Maybe maybe that's nice. his downfall. Yeah. Is he's yeah. too kind. Oh, look, actually, I, now I kind of like it. Uh, <laughs> I love damn. that. <laughs> yeah. No, maybe it damn does it. work. Still, though, stupid to go running off into the woods by yourselves at night after you've just done a ritual that you don't know. Like, I'm sorry. There is no way that that ritual ends. She drops down for fucking Two hours, it feels like, staring yeah. at her shoes, sits back up and goes, Yeah, I'm better now that you will just believe that. Like, you've got a guy who you know sees shit that you can't, who is suddenly like, Get out mm. of the water, we have to go, and then gets so scared he runs off into the woods. Yeah. Why aren't you listening to him at that point? And then, and then when you're in the woods and he's like, Don't go in there, I right. oh, better go in and have a look what's yeah, in here. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't. Yeah. Let's, why? But look, I guess uh, my only, my, me playing like devil's advocate is. Is that he is a dorky dad who's too nice, which now yep. I love it all over again. So like, I, yeah. yeah, still dumb, dumb as fuck, no doubt. That's a dumb fucking dorky dad, but I love him for it. For him, the other thing is for him not to realize that those two women are the same woman when he visits them. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, like, yeah. The fact that the door closes and then it's when they're looking at the footage later, he's like, oh, wait a minute, I think I've met this woman before. You would know She's ranting the same shit. She's saying the exact same lines yeah. for yeah. the first time. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a quote earlier in the film. I, I assume it's Kobayashi, is it? It's I can't remember. It's something along the lines of, uh, I don't care how bad it gets, I just want to know the truth. Mm. So that probably dictates most of his dumb behavior. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, it's dangerous and it's crazy. I have to know. Yeah, yeah. So he goes. And like, look, I even like, yeah, we see that he's scared, obviously, so early on, but he keeps pursuing, he keeps knocking on doors. So look, that I guess we got to give it to the to the filmmakers that they did include that element as part of his character. Yeah. So yeah, still dumb. That's that's not even in question. Yeah. Didn't act wisely. Yeah, yeah. Understand why he made the choices he made. Yeah. None yeah. of them are good choices. <laughs> no. Here's bad another choices. choice. Be interested in another subject. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you seen rocks? They're great. Get into geology. Rocks are incredible, <laughs> yeah. okay? Rocks are the best. <laughs> all right, boys. How would we have done in this situation? Terribly. We're all dead. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, we're so dead. Actually, no. Is there a way for me to survive? Well, let me let me give the hmm. let me give the context. So the three of us and Jackson Bailey, who's also uh, a part of this beautiful network we get to be a part of, Sans Fans Radio, we have quite sincerely discussed and even started to plan... A few little scaredy boys, uh, ghost hunting retreats, activities, whatever we want to call them, have yet to. Uh, I fucking hate every part of it. (laughs) I hate. I hate. I hate that this is something that we continue to do to ourselves. I like it willingly. (laughs) Yeah, I. I can't explain it. I can't. I'm on, ex- like, I'm on board. Big I think time. it's just Jack. I think <sighs> he's just a lovely man. And so we're like, oh, I, we get to spend some time with Jack. Of course, we want to do that. I got to admit, every time I see a thing that's like ghost tour, I get a little bit excited. Oh, Sean, I'm yeah. worried. Out of the three of us, I'm the one who's done the ghost tour, yeah. and I don't like it. <laughs> well, hey, I'm Kobayashi. I've got to know. You've got to know the You've truth. Know. So we're obviously doing a Scaredy Boys podcast with Jackson, who's found this curse in Japan. Yeah, and we've unwittingly stepped I think the problem is is that as, as has been proven occasionally on this when you kick the stones over uh, which is that we, we can't we can't not be actively involved that's right. part of our rules yeah once you're in you only get out by death 
or death. <laughs> yeah. There's no... Which no we're one, pretty good at at this point. Oh, I just think we're going to go to that dam and we're going to do a ritual and we're going to end up in the woods. Yeah. And this is the thing. We can have such a briefing. Like, we don't even have to be directly in the middle of it. We could just have such a brief, fleeting little instance of being exposed to this thing. And then three days later, I stab both of you or something. Right. Or we all catch fire. Like, yeah. it's, but, it's just but once we're in. Do we survive with the Japanese actress clause which is Ooh, okay. she is playing herself and she is known to some people <laughs> do we go excuse me mr curse we are three white boy podcasters from melbourne can we survive there is no way our on small earth listenership any- would be too rattled nah. by us dying by a curse so maybe oh, sean i wish i wish i could go with you there i think we're a title card we're not even like we're not, no. on, we're not our deaths aren't seen on screen uh, no we're a title, we're a title card, card that says the boys were found three days later i'll tell you our mistake what what's our mistake sean our mistake was involving jackson bailey yeah. because knowing he knowing he's involved it's a much worse curse than this. Yeah, because he's actively <laughs> he's found it something out. darker. Yeah, he's he's going out there and he is like, oh, there's a curse. I'm going to get us cursed. That's the goal. And then we'll yeah. the the objective of it is to become uncursed. One curse. That's not enough. There's three boys. Three curses. <laughs> he's found the curse. He's poked it with a stick. He's picked it up. He's rubbed it on his face. He's really curious about all the mechanics of the curse. Yeah. I also think the other problem too is that Sean, you say, oh, we're we're definitely not big enough to be famous no, enough to survive a curse. Not at but all. also, I'm the curse, and three cowardly boys are like. No, 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 no. Our status as a trail of podcasters who talk about scary things means that we can't be killed by the curse. That's perfect curse fodder. We are <laughs> we true. are so in the curse's wheelhouse, it's not even funny. <laughs> the arrogance of it. The only um, advantage we have that um, Kobayashi didn't have is that we would weaponize camera equipment. Mm. So we've at least got yeah, weapons. That's true. I'm not sure how far a weapon will get us against a curse. <laughs> uh, Sean, no, no. So this is, again, this is working in our detriment. Now we have weapons in which we can kill one another with when the curse gets to us. Mm. I did famously use a wooden stick to fight the Blair Witch, so... I'm happy to have a crack. You go, brother. I look. I believe in you, yeah. Sean. If you're wearing, if you're Thank wearing you. that gorgeous poncho, I reckon you could. <laughs> you know who's going to get smothered? The curse. That's who's getting smothered in this fucking iteration of it. Sean, I will point out that your your poncho does have a lot of concentric little circles stitched together. This is a fucked thing Thomas, to point out. Don't mate. ruin a beautiful poncho. That's just. I'm, oh. I'm just saying. Tom, you've got the same poncho, different <laughs> colours. I'm sure it's got the same pattern. Yeah, we're both being cursed, man. Can I see your poncho, Tom? Yeah. I want to see if it's got these circles. It does. It's it's in another room. I'd have to go and find okay, don't it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I reckon it's the same one. Yeah. But just different colour scheme. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to lie. It is. <laughs> just like the one we tried to convince Damo to buy. Yep. Damo survives because he didn't buy a oh, poncho. Hell yeah. I poncho freedom. You are poncholess and cold, yeah. but you are alive. Well, I'm not cold because mm. I'm wearing a Kobayashi sweater vest. No, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Now, you're warm. We're warm, we're dead, yeah. but you're yeah. alive. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And if you scary listeners have any comments about this episode or would like to say hi, you can email us at threescaredboys at gmail.com. Also, you should go out and have a little listen to my, let's call it a sister podcast, uh, Short Tales. It's a podcast where I share my short stories and interview other people all about stories and writing, including these two lovely lads. Uh, so go check that out or you can find us on Twitter at Skeddy Boys or individually I'm at Midday Pajamas I'm at Carney from 55 I'm at Awkward Trade Stay scared everyone Have you seen rocks? They're great 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.